Black Tech Green Money isn't just about telling the stories of successful black entrepreneurs. It's also about giving actionable and wealth building strategies that help you protect the future of our communities. That's why we're pleased to be supported by State Farm Insurance. State Farm also believes that we must invest in our communities to achieve economic growth by sponsoring programs like the AXO, which rewards high school students for their academic achievements. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots, being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Talk, talk, talk. We're just two unapologetically black women with an opinion who talk back. What's up, y'all? Welcome to a new episode of We Talk Back. It's your girl, AJ. Hey! <laughs> hey, y'all, it's Tim, man. I love y'all. I missed y'all, man. I'm glad y'all came back to see us. What's up? Not a What's damn up, thing. Not a damn thing. How was your Nothing. Weekend? Nothing. Every week. Listen, what I'm going to start doing is, what I'm going to start Girl. doing is, I'm going to start off with my fucking weekend. Like, you ain't even going to have to ask me when I really got some shit going. I'm like, Girl. I need you to start making up some shit. I'm gonna ask you what your week, what you did, and tell me you got in a, a high speed chase with the police. Oh, I'm gonna start doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna start doing. I'm gonna start fabricating my weekends, y'all. It's gonna be yeah. You already doing that. Might as well make it interesting. How was your weekend, friend? I had a good weekend. Uh, one of my homeboys, uh, he has like courtside tickets to the game, and he was like, "Hey, I'm not going. You want the tickets?" So I took my bestie, and we went to the game. And I was like, had my feet on the hardwood. <laughs> ah. But guess what? The scary part was. All right. So first of all, I got real drunk at the game. I had such a good time. It was a good time. And Hornets is kicking ass. We won, so it was cool. But somebody sent me a DM from a fake page with a video of me at the game. That shit kind of scared me. I've I don't like that. I've seen that shit. You posted in your close friends. And it looked like the person was leveled yeah. right with you. So they had to have been directly across from you on the other side of the fucking court. That's weird. Yeah, it's a that's, nigga. That's weird, you already right? know it's a guy. I bet you. Well, if he had seats like mine, say so. What's up? <laughs> like, <laughs> right. Shit, so you can take me to the next game. <laughs> right but that's all i did this weekend it was snowy in charlotte and then i flew to atlanta i'm in atlanta right now so i'm recording from the a you yeah. i had i came down to take a um a class so i can work on movie sets because i'm trying to get my you know i'm trying to find my lane on the set Might as so well, i can bitch, be whatever you gotta do 
I'm trying to be an actress. You know, that's Whatever the goal. Whatever you got to do, y'all. So yeah, so my, my, one of so. my best friends has a, a salon to set course that she's been doing for these mm-hmm. beautician hoes. And Tammy attended her class this weekend. Yeah. I like when my friends could be it's friends so, It was so friends. good. I like it. Y'all got to take her class. Uh, I'll, you know, I'll tell y'all when another one is going to happen so y'all can take the class. Because, yeah, it was real good. It was fun. I learned a lot. And I'm going to be on set hey. real soon. A lot of shit be uh, happening in Charlotte. Like, a lot of uh, movies and stuff they be doing in Charlotte, filming in Charlotte. Mm-hmm. In Atlanta, right down the street. You can pull up. Right. Shit, Charleston even have a lot of films. Flight, flight 30, mm-hmm. 40 Charleston, minutes. Charleston be having those slave films, though, girl. Mm-hmm. That bullshit. Yeah. They be having the slaves, too, <laughs> down there. <laughs> Oh, don't be talking about my people like that. I'm not like that. <laughs> I'm just joking, y'all. Yo. I'm just joking. Uh, speaking of friendships, y'all, we got a, a, a friendship coach coming on the show today. But yes, before we get into that, let's talk about some stupid-ass internet shit. Oh, man. So... I saw a video this weekend, and they say it's little baby fucking the shit With out of With a big old girl. booty. Her booty. Her booty looked funny, though. On the, it was a square on the inside. Like, it was round Sponge on the inside. SpongeBob Square Pants. <laughs> SpongeBob <laughs> Square Pants. But that did though. Now, I see why Lil Jada. I see Lil why Jada stay trying to work on her motherfucking family job. I see why. Yeah, they need to call him Big Baby. <laughs> That thing was nice. Ain't nothing little When I tell you baby. I sent that picture, that I mean, when I tell you I sent that video to every woman I know in my damn cell phone, it came in. Oh, you sent me that, <laughs> and I sent it back to you later. <laughs> it came in on our group chat. I was like, who's that? And then I had to listen. Yes. Now, somebody said Lil Baby, but I didn't read the, the text initially, and I just watched the video. But I, I heard his voice. That was definitely Lil Baby. Mm-hmm. Big baby, yes. big baby in my book now. He ain't that's my be baby. baby. <laughs> I know that's the baby <laughs> thing, but nah, that's the baby shit. Now I, look, now I need to see his dick. See what's real. <laughs> no, you know who dick I need to see? NBA young boy. That's who is he? Eighteen? He eighteen, right? Yes, he I not, believe he. I think no, he, he got at least to be twenty 18. or something like that at this point. Because I'm seeing where uh, little blue. Got his name tattooed in her mouth. It's like Kentrell in her mouth. Then the other one got his name tattooed on her. Then one ain't got her arm don't even work no more behind that nigga. Like, I want to see his dick. It better be big. All these kids. All these kids. This nigga has like, I don't know how many kids. Six, seven, eight kids. He has a lot of boys too. I just feel like all these little girls need to make sure they had these kids in therapy as early as possible. Because that dude is not well. And y'all around here just accepting that DNA. Where, where y'all mom at? Right. Cause that would be a nigga in Charleston where you know grandma be like, "Don't you? You better not get pregnant by him. His people crazy." <laughs> Ill. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, what do NBA stand for? I don't know. Some ghetto shit. I'm sure. Nut busting <laughs> ass nigga. Cause he be making all them kids. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Is, oh, no, no. I also, um, Regina King. That was sad. Yeah. Her son. 
he uh passed away. I love her. I mean, I wish I could hug her right now. Like that's so sad. He uh committed suicide. Suicide is just out of isn't it so much? That's death the real right uh, now? pandemic that they didn't talk about, the real epidemic. It's a lot of people who have committed suicide since um the pandemic started. Mm-hmm. The pandemic started between pandemic, uh, but uh, suicide and uh, fentanyl, because mm-hmm. I saw reports that fentanyl is killing more young mm-hmm. people than anything else in the world right now. These young people are just dying at Yeah, because you know numbers. why? They're getting fentanyl off the damn dark web, probably coming from China or some shit, probably intentionally killing motherfuckers over here. Like, y'all better be careful. I, I just don't, I just don't get it. And it's, it's like, we are not living as long as we think we are like you know the older people on my dad's side of the family like it's it's more older people than young at this point like people just keep dying bitch i'm keep going to the gym make sure my heart is healthy and shit like that i ain't got to lose a pound but i know my shit good (laughs) that's one thing i always thought shrooms is like a hard drug it's just not it is man that shit can open up your third eye and then never close it and then you be out here you be out here fucking uh, woke d'angelo D'Angelo do shrooms. He look like he do shrooms. Now, he probably be doing, uh, what's that shit called? Um, you know, they go out in the desert and do it. What's it called? Shrooms. <laughs> it's not shrooms. Niggas be out in the woods, one with the earth, doing shrooms. Did you see Boosie this weekend on shrooms? <laughs> Boosie was fucking the road up. <laughs> right, he was literally fucking the road. Go kill everybody in the car, stupid ass nigga humping, driving. He might have been on Molly. He might have been on Molly because, nah, that's Molly all day long. The fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Boosie is fun, man. Boosie remind me. Yeah, I'm not going to do any, like, we, I'm just going to stick to the lick in the weed like Drake. That's it. Even alcohol is going to make me feel good. You know what I'm saying? Like, I only can drink Don Julio and... Really, that's mm-hmm. it. And I'd like um another uh thing that doesn't make me feel bad is uh douce. But everything else my body doesn't process the same anymore. Yeah, you, you get no sick. No matter the next how day. much I drink. Yeah, the next day is no hard. matter how much I could have like two two cups, like two drinks, and I'm feeling bad the next day. So I don't like that. What about wine and champagne? You can drink that. Wine make me feel like I want to slip my fucking wrist. It's like too much of a downer for me. Like I like it alters my personality. My personality is outgoing. Like I'm up, crunk. Like I don't want to feel like mm-hmm. I'm gonna be quiet. That's why I only smoke weed when I'm about to have sex because I want to get this dick and go to sleep. <laughs> 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 I cannot be smoking weed like out in the world. I'd be no good to anybody. No, I can. That's my drug. We know, bitch. Yeah, you want to add a little coke with it, sprinkle a little... I don't want to do that no more. <laughs> just sprinkle it in your I said I used to want to do that just to see what it felt like one time. All right, salt baby. Y'all judge me if y'all want. So your mamas did it their whole life. Shut up. <laughs> no, they mamas smoke crack. <laughs> y'all, listen. Let's go, let's go to commercial and let's talk about friendship. <laughs> Fuck out of here. We'll be back, y'all. State Farm Insurance gets it. Representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. State Farm understands and wants to help protect our communities by investing in our future, building off the hard work our parents have done before us. We all are looking to create generational wealth so that our families and generations behind us have a better starting point than we did. That begins with financial literacy. State Farm helps fund programs like Project Ready, 
a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of Black and Brown youth. To date, participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarships offers as a direct result of contributions from State Farm. At Eating Walbroke, we hear inspiring rags to riches stories on each episode from our guests, but with State Farm, you can begin to write your own success story. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. If you're looking for the most epic place on earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. All right, y'all. So look, today's guest is a mom, a wife, and amongst other things, she's a professional bestie. <laughs> Y'all, we have Danielle Bayer Jackson. Um, she's a friendship expert. She also is the author of New York Times bestseller, Fighting for Our Friendships. And we want to talk about that big ass book deal you got too, girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it has it hasn't come out yet, and it's not so it's not yet a, a New York Times bestseller. But I'm in, I'm oh I'm well, we just manifested. Hold on. <laughs> so I'm glad that you just said that. Yes, I claim it. I claim it. Yes, it is. It yes. already is, girl. Listen, I'm so grateful to have you on here today because I just be losing these bitches left and right. I'm, I don't know, is it me? Do I not know how to be a good friend, or are these I'm picking bad bitches to be my friend? You know, I don't know. Me yeah, and this bitch right here fall out at least twice a this year. It's different though. Like we're gonna have issues because we got a friendship <laughs> and business together, so it's gonna be different. But you got to be able to communicate, right? Yeah. So um, y'all listen, Danielle is committed to helping women make and keep friends. Um, So she's a professional uh, certified woman's coach, right? Friendship coach. That's right. Yeah. People always give me side eye. Like, is that a thing? It's totally a thing. Yeah, it needs to be a thing because you know what? I feel like women, like I would let a nigga hurt my feelings a hundred times. And take him back. But a bitch hurt my feelings and I'd be like, bitch, you dead to me forever. (laughs) You're not the only one. That's a common one, right? Is that we'll give, you know, our our boyfriend's husband so many chances. But then when it comes to a friend, we're like, oh, no, she crossed my boundaries once you're done. I think we uh, have our friends on a different, you know, we, we have, we hold them higher regard than we hold men, right? So it's like friends aren't supposed to fuck up. That's how we feel about our homegirls, right? But guys, like, we expect them to keep messing up. And when your friend does it, it's like, what the fuck? But that's yeah. that's so fake because we all just human, right? You know? <sighs> Nobody no, going to be perfect. That's so true. I wish we brought more of that perspective when it happens because when it happens, we're so deeply offended. I wonder if the reason for that 
you know, discrepancy between how we are with men and then how we are with, you know, our female friends is because a lot of the conversation leading up to those relationships. So even when you are reading a book or listening to a podcast about relationships, we're talking about forgiveness and communication Mm -hmm. and how to work through, you know, what you think is a betrayal. So it's almost understood that he's going to mess up and we're going to have to talk about it. Like I, I anticipate that, but the language around friendship is so, you know, even from when we're young, it's best friends forever and you just get me and friendship should be easy so that's a lot of the conversation so once we do hit some kind of conflict we are not ready to have a conflict with our friend and we see it as evidence of oh we shouldn't be friends because if we were friends we wouldn't even be having a difficult time right now and so a lot of it is this the language about those relationships before we even get into them yeah and I, you, you're right that's because it's further from the truth i know like with me all right so I can be blunt, and sometimes my tone can be, uh, what's the Off-putting. word I'm looking for? Misunderstood. <laughs> misunderstood. <laughs> uh, uh, bitch, off-putting. <laughs> Girl, fuck you. <laughs> and I feel like I lose friendships because I, I'll be honest. And maybe my honesty comes off as, Shame. We already know black women got a problem with accountability. So let's go ahead and put that out there anyway. So sometimes when we get called out, we just don't like it. You know what I'm saying? We just don't like it. And it's hard for us to uh, say, you right, and move on. So, all right, I'm going to give an example. I just, uh, one of my friends that I've been like really close with for a while, I said, um, I feel like you've been a, uh, a sometimey ass friend lately. And she just did not take that well. And she was like, well, I'll just keep my distance. And that's not what I wanted. I wanted her to be like, hey, I'm going to do better at being a present friend. But instead, she offered more distance. And that made me more mad. So I was on some, well, bitch, fuck you then. Like, <laughs> and so it just went completely left instead of the direction I was trying to go with it. See, that? So is, I, that's so interesting because... The goal of conflict should be reconciliation. Like I'm bringing this up because I want harmony with you because I'm trying to figure Mm -hmm. this out. That's the objective of me bringing it up. But so much, you know, so many times we do take offense and we're like, a lot of us are not comfortable, like you said, with being called out. And so when we are called out, even if ironically it's coming from a friend we love, we're so uncomfortable that to keep our distance, we're like, oh, okay, well, I don't want to experience that again. Or, oh, I guess she doesn't care about me the way I thought or I guess she's coming at me so I'm going to either emotionally withdraw or I'm going to be passive aggressive because I'm not comfortable with being called out and so I think what could help that is as much as possible on the front end if I am bringing up something she did that I think was kind of crazy is to articulate that the goal of me bringing it up is because I'm trying to understand and so that could have been changed I mean like one small little change you could have made and you could have made this you know make this your own but could have been something to the effect of like okay so help me understand what's going on because I don't hear from you as much as I used to I'm communicating to you that I'm trying to understand you the point of me bringing this up is because I don't get it i'm not bringing it up because i'm coming at you and so you know unfortunately i wish you would have said like oh wait why do you think i'm being sometimey okay that's my bad which does require a level of humility right but she probably also was unsure about your objective in bringing it up which was i don't want you to be sometimey anymore i want you to correct it i don't want you to leave you know and so there's a bunch of stuff that that happens there when we get called out how we perceive it and uh and yeah it costs us a lot of friendships sure oh god it's so exhausting learning how to talk to people <laughs> to be a yeah, therapist like I don't I, I wouldn't know to say to say it in that way for someone to understand but we understand you have to communicate with people in a way that they they yeah. receive it it's hard to hell 
Right. It's, yeah, for especially for me, because I just think uh, in the environment that I grew up in, everybody's like really blunt and real for, and nobody takes offense to like that directness. You know, like it's just how we. I grew up being talked to and speaking to others is just very direct. This is what it is, and I'm not gonna cry. We're not gonna cry about it. We just gonna argue about it, perhaps talk about it and then fix it. That was just the dynamic that I grew up in. So now when I get in my adult relationships and I approach it that way, I lose these bitches is falling left and right. Soon as I say something about how I feel. Now let me ask you this. The friend you gave the example of, was that a newer friend or somebody you've been friends with for a while? Oh, probably about three years. Okay. So newer, it's not a lifetime friendship, but uh, we got close fast, you know? So when I tell her like, you've been absent. That's what basically I was like, you've been absent. And it was during a time where I needed her friendship in that time. And I was trying to express that, but instead I was met with like, girl, fuck you even more. That's how I felt like her response was. Yeah. No, the reason I asked about, okay, was it new or do you guys have a lot of history together is because a lot of times when we've been friends with somebody for a while, they've seen enough of our character to be able to absorb how we deliver things. Now that doesn't mean we could take advantage and talk to them any kind of way. But if I do say something like, you know, where have you been? I haven't heard from you in like a year or whatever. They know that I'm not trying them or coming at them because they can measure that. They can weigh that against all they know of me. Sometimes for newer friends, they don't have that context. So if I say something a certain way and they don't like it or, or whatever, they're trying to fill in the gap because they're like, they don't have enough context. They don't know me like that yet. So they don't realize that, yeah, I may have said it kind of harsh, but it's really because the way I am, that's how I'm trying to tell you that I missed you. Like, I, I wish I could have saw you more over the past year. That's my way of communicating it. And so a lot of times, too, when we bring up conflict for the very first time, and you know that's tricky. Like, if you're if you're cool with a girl, it's easy. You feel like, man, we are so in sync. And the first time she does something that rubs you the wrong way, sometimes you're like, okay, how do I bring this up here? Because we've never done this before. It's always fun with us. How do I suddenly tell her that wasn't cool? Because I don't know her style yet. I don't know if she's going to be sensitive. I don't know if she's going to throw this back at me. And so it's always, it feels like a risk. The first time you bring it up with a new friend, something that's not exactly so pleasant. And some for a lot of us, that's a make or break moment, you know? Mm-hmm. See, I, I never even consider that. Like, I don't even consider like, how do I approach this? And maybe that's something I should do more of. Like, I just approach it the way I know how, which is very directed for it. Like you don't ever have to worry about how I'm feeling or what but I'm thinking. Via text, I'm gonna though, tell you. See, that's the thing. Also, now it depends on how you're communicating with them. Like the technology. If you're just talking to them verbally, they can understand your demeanor and how you feel when you're and saying your tone, something. But via right. text, you leave it up to your reader to determine to how perceive, you feel, right. your demeanor behind a text message. So. I recently had a uh, a thing. This is a be- one of my best friends. Like her birthday is like two days before mine, and we've been friends. I want friends over probably maybe like fifteen years, maybe. And we, I haven't spoken to her in two weeks. And bitch, if you listening, I feel some type of way, <laughs> but whatever. And my last message <laughs> to her was, "Hey, when you get a moment, I'd like to um, go over this text thread." You know, she didn't even respond to that, and I still haven't spoken to her. Cause I felt attacked via text and I want, and I like to make sure I'm not tripping. Like I'll call Tammy all the time. Like, let me tell you what happened. Am I tripping before I address the mm-hmm. situation with somebody else? Right. I want to get with somebody else that knows me, knows my character to make sure I'm not the one that's tripping. We do it. We both do it. But mm-hmm. yeah, I haven't talked to that. So I haven't spoken to that bitch and I feel some type of way about it. 
And I feel like I'm always the one to reach out to my friends because I value my friendships. So whatever spat we got going on, like I want to make sure we talk about it. We don't even have to say who's right or wrong. It's just like change behavior on both ends. You know what I'm saying? So why haven't you reached out again? Why should I? If she ignored my last text message and the last time, maybe 10 years ago when we had an issue, I reached out and I wasn't at fault. We confirmed I wasn't at fault. She just is feeling some type of way. Why do I have to always be the friend to value the friendship more than the other person to make sure we good? I don't feel like doing that this time. And I'm older, like I'm not. I don't. I don't smash women, so I don't really care how women feel no more. <laughs> See, that's that whack. is not whack. Like I'm not. Yeah, you know women have. That's what we talk about. Absolutely, like, yes, I know what we're talking about. And women be having. Some women have like really nasty attitudes, and men will deal with that. Men will deal with our attitudes because they want sex from us. I don't want sex from you, so I'm not dealing with your attitudes. <laughs> okay, I have never heard that before. That is very. <laughs> That is very right. interesting, but you know what? I but you're saying a lot of things that I that I hear pretty often. The first thing, a couple things. One is what you're experiencing is something called digital body language. So of course, if we see somebody in person, just like you said, mm -hmm. then if their arms are crossed or they roll their eyes when we're talking to them, that's body language, and we can tell like, oh, okay, she's upset, she's irritated. But now, so much of our lives, our friendships, relationships are online or they're on text or email, and so what we don't realize is that is body language too. Mm -hmm. So if somebody doesn't text you for a week you're going to wonder, okay, so much time has passed. You're telling me something here. Or if somebody goes from texting you to emailing you, you're like, oh shoot, she must be serious because she's sending me an email. Mm -hmm. All that stuff is body language. If she uses emojis or not, that's body language, digital body language. And so it's leaving you in a place like you're doing right now where you're trying to make meaning of all these things because she's not being clear and it's happening via text. And so you don't know what's going on. So that's one thing that hurts a lot of friendships is our digital body language is communicating something that maybe we intentionally weren't doing. The second thing I think is interesting is how you said, oh, well, you know, if she's, you know, going to wait so long or not get back to me or whatever, sometimes we assign meaning to what people do because we don't, they don't give us any answers. So we've got to fill in the gap for And ourselves. you know the person so the, also. Yeah. And mm -hmm. so the fact that she hasn't responded in a week or, or whatever it is, you know, is leaving you to fill in the gaps. And so you can't help but to assign meaning to it. Now you've assigned negative meaning to it as if she's avoiding you. But I mean, all you have to do is assume because she's not communicating. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, you saying, well, why should I have to reach out again is true. And a lot of people feel like, okay, I tried. I'm not going to, you know, kiss your butt now. Like I tried one time. What do you want me to do? But um, it's hard because a lot of re reasons women get upset is I'm doing more than her. I feel more invested. Why should I have to initiate all the time? And it's true. So, you know, unfortunately, I wish your friend, you know, would get back to you or at least communicate what's going on. But we do have to make room for now it is possible it could be a myriad of a bunch of other things hopefully there's nothing else going on in her life hopefully it's not a phone issue hopefully it's none of those things because in the meantime it sounds like how you're kind of growing in your frustration with her um but we don't know what's going on on the other side right that's why i said you can reach out one more time yeah whatever we voted we <laughs> voted and we said reach out one and you could be like but see this is how bitch, I you would start see, your message off reach out the bitch. second time <laughs> bitch what the fuck <laughs> You ain't see my last text? <laughs> That's how it would come. <laughs> and see, that might be read in a nasty tone, in, you know, by the receiver. But I don't mean it. It's like, girl, where you at? Like, what's right. up? That's how I mean it. But... I'm not interested. <laughs> no? 
It's it's only because I've done it before. And this is somebody I speak to every other day, if not every day. Mm. So if we went two weeks now without speaking, the stuff you were sending me via text is how you feel. So why would I want to clarify anything if you don't want to? Because that's the last yeah. message I sent. I'm like, hey, when you get a moment, can we discuss this text thread, please? No response to that. That's not enough. Yeah, good yeah. good for you. Because you do want to see that this person wants to reconcile and work it out as much as you do. So mm-hmm. as soon as you start feeling like, oh, I care more than you do, I could see how it will leave you right where you are. Yeah, so. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. Here's another thing. I um, So I'm in my 30s. And most of my friends now, especially in my like immediate, you know, community, are married, have kids, are in relationships, and I'm single, and the only thing I have to take care of is me and a plant, and the plant is dying. <laughs> so <laughs> I need for new friends. Like I need new friends that I can do stuff with that aren't so occupied with children and husbands and but it's hard making friends as an adult woman how do you go about that do you have any advice on that I do this is actually my favorite topic it's funny because um I get a lot of questions about friendship so many different things but if I had to rank like the top three questions this 100% would be number one is how do I make friends now typically that question comes with some kind of qualifier so women will say you know how do I make friends in a new city? How do I make friends as a military wife? How do I make friends as an introvert? And so it always comes with something like for my situation, how do I do this? But I hope that that shows us that we'll always be making friends. It's not weird to be in your thirties and be like, how do I do this? Because, you know, a lot of us believe the lie that, oh, I should have made all my friends in high school or I'm behind or I should have this figured out. You will always be having to make new friends. If you date somebody new and now you're trying to get in with his friends and figure out their girlfriends, you're always having to flex the muscles. So So it's normal for us to have to figure it out because we're going to have to do it multiple times when it comes to making friends as an adult and during a pandemic, it does get a little tricky, um, but it's totally possible. I, I hate to sound like a life coach, but some of it does start with our mindset. I do have women who believe they don't have enough time for it or they believe that. Um, it's too late for them because of their age or whatever life season. And the problem is if in the back of your mind, you secretly believe that you're not going to make new friends for whatever reason, it is going to impact the way you engage with people when you get an opportunity because you don't believe it's even going to turn into something. You believe you're behind. So the first thing is to actually believe the fact that you can make friends at any time for any reason. You don't have to have a certain swag or a certain age or whatever you can make friends at any time so a couple different things you can do to like start making friends like today the first thing i say is is to start with who you know and a lot of us will say oh i need to make new friends and we're saying that to mean i need to meet new people those are two different things because for a lot of us we have a lot of women in our circle currently who we have written off for whatever reason she's too young she's too loud she's too you know i'm an entrepreneur she works nine to five we have all these reasons we've dismissed women you already know who have potential i can't drink as much liquor as her this is one friend i want to be her friend but i can't keep up man i have to work I cannot drink with you maybe she's thinking maybe she's thinking like and she's too much of a lightweight this is not gonna work you know So, um, yeah, so a lot of us, we have a lot of women in our network already, mutual friends who we see at parties all the time. We see the same girl, you know. And so the first thing I like to suggest is always start with who you already have. And I know we want to know, like, how do I meet new people? 
but who are the women who you've thought to yourself like, man, she seems really cool or she's really funny. Who are those women who are already in your circle? Why have you not yet initiated friendship with them? What are the excuses you've made for why? Oh, well, she is more my other friend's friend or well, she I don't know. We don't really talk like that. Could you try, you know, sending a DM about the latest post that she wrote instead of giving another general comment? And there's like 200 other comments. So yours doesn't stand out. Can you slide in her DMs and be like, oh, my God, your last message, like so resonated with me and then ask a question. But it puts me more top of mind and I don't get kind of blended in with the other people who commented. It's a little bit different. Um, Could you do something where a lot of us who work from home and we're in meetings all day long, you know, Uh, research tells us that most people meet their friends at work because you tend to make friends with people who you are exposed to the most. So that's why people tend to make friends with their neighbors and with their coworkers because you're spending 40 hours a week there. Um, It tells us that you are twice as likely to make friends with somebody who's physically in close proximity to you just because they're there. Mm -hmm. So if that's the case, how do I make that work to my advantage? So I know sometimes at work we're like, I'm not trying to be friends with anybody at work and there's definitely a way to go about it. But if you're in meetings all day, why not at the next meeting that you have, be especially attentive to anybody who shares a good idea, they say something funny, they ask a good question, and then send them an email after and be like, oh man, um, thank you for asking that question during the meeting today because I was thinking it, but I didn't want to say it. So you know, props to you for asking it. That's it. But all I'm doing is showing her like, I'm interested. And normally we reserve that for guys like, oh, let me <laughs> reach out to him and show him I'm interested. But how does another woman know that you're right. you're interested in maybe befriending her or being kind of cool unless we make it known? But we're so concerned about looking like a lame, looking desperate, looking like like a lesbian, <laughs> because that's what my <laughs> best friend too. thought. Like, that's true. Too. I, like, we, let me tell you a funny story. Big <laughs> 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 girl in high school. All right, this is before we had. All right, I'm about to give my tell my this age, before you was a lesbian. We couldn't ahead. have phones. We couldn't have phones in high school. Yes, before I was a lesbian. Um, I I wrote her. She was new, and I wrote her a letter and I passed it up to her. And I was like, "Oh, what's your name? What school you came from?" Blah blah Aww. blah. And she was like, "As soon as the note came, she was looking around the room like, who the fuck sent me a note?'" And then she was like, "It's a bitch that sent me this note." <laughs> And she thought I was a lesbian. She thought I was hitting on her, but I was just trying to make friends with her. And we've been the best friends ever since 12th grade. Mm, look so at you're that. right. That look shit do that. work. It you got to slack. It does work. And you know what? God, that's so, okay. That's so interesting because, I mean, I know we use the word romance for, you know, romantic relationships, but we don't romance our friends enough. And I mean that by like pursuing our friends, like letting you know, like sending you a card, sending you something in cash out and be like, go get a coffee before your job interview today. Like romancing our friends, pursuing her. And it sounds weird, but if it happened to you, you'd be like, wow, that's amazing. A friend like says, I I was thinking about you or I'm sending you something. You feel really good. Mm -hmm. But we're so used to doing that with, you know, the men in our lives. And so it is weird or how she responded like, oh what are you trying to do we are on high alert because we're like well this is weird but it's not weird you know it it shouldn't be weird um and so you know i know i say research says a lot but it's because i'm a nerd and so research (laughs) tells us that um we tend to like people who like us and so literally so we think we're so complicated and we have all these layers we like people who like us so think about it if you hang out like with a group of women like, let's say we all hang out tonight and tomorrow I text you and I'm like, oh my gosh, um, Tiffany said you are so funny. She cannot stop talking about how funny you are. You suddenly really like Tiffany because she thinks you're great. And so we <laughs> like people who like us. And so if that's the case, again, I always say, how can we make the research work for us? If that's the case, then to make friends, I need to be more verbal 
when I find a girl I like and saying so. Now, that doesn't mean nerdy. You need to, in a corny way, be like, I like you. But how do I say to her, like, man, it's so nice to finally meet another woman who likes XYZ the same way I do. I'm kind of signaling to her, like, I think you're cool. Because she kind of will think that, too. And I just made it okay to to talk about it. So can I say, so Tiffany, you trying to give me that point? Ah, okay. <laughs> What? Just joking. I'm just what? joking. I'm Listen. drinking Prosecco right now. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, however you want to interpret that research, however you want to interpret. I'm just joking. All right. Totally so, inappropriate. So Danielle has a friendship coaching, right? On your uh, your website is betterfemalefriends.com. I'm pretty sure, mm-hmm. Sam, that is not in her damn coaching package. <laughs> no. Okay. Tell us, tell us about the coaching, the coaching you do. Yeah, we kind of hear it anyway, but you're you're really good. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I appreciate yep. you. It's it's funny because um, if when I first started, I'll admit I was a little embarrassed to tell people because I was actually a high school English teacher for six years, and you know, and I was working with juniors and seniors. So between classes, you know, they're talking about their drama, or after school, they'd come to me and be like, "Oh my gosh," you know. And so I was like, "Oh man," you know, I'm I'm coaching them through it at the time. I didn't realize that's what I was doing. And so then when I left that and I got into you know, marketing and public relations, then I thought, Ooh, I'm leaving that drama behind. Cause those were teen girls. Now I'm working with adult women. I probably won't see that drama anymore. Mm. And then I realized, Oh, okay. You know, we have our issues too. And it showed me that mm-hmm. in every stage of womanhood, we're trying to figure out our relationship with other women in every stage. It doesn't matter how old you are. Mm-hmm. And so that's when I was like, man, I wonder if like coaching is a thing. And so I went on Amazon and I looked up friendship books at the time and I was just curious and everything that came up in the search results was for children. And I thought, oh, that's what we think of friendship that kids need help. But if you're grown, you shouldn't need help. And so I would argue, why is it that if we need help with our business, we'll get a business coach. And people will be like, wow, that's so great. If you are having issues in your relationship, we'll be like, oh, I need to go to counseling, you know, with my man. Oh, that's that's so awesome. Good for you guys. But if I'm having issues with women constantly, then it's weird to go and get help. And so research, here it is, research tells <laughs> us that the the single greatest factor that determines your life satisfaction is not your income or your marital status. It's the quality of your relationships. If that's the case, then why are we not making it normal to say, hey, I keep having issues with friends. I'm having an issue with a current friend. Help me out here. Why is that not normal if research is telling us that's the most important thing that's going to make you feel satisfied with your life is your relationships. And so that's why I kind of got into it. As a coach, you know, I'll work with women who have every need from trying to make friends in a new city. Um, They're going through a friendship breakup and they can't figure out why they're not over it yet. It's been three years Um, or they're they want to have a hard conversation with a friend, but they don't really know how to bring it up. Or when they bring it up, they're too harsh and they're like, "Okay, I don't want to push her away. I don't want to come at her too hard. Yeah. Some of (laughs) us, you know, no names. Both of us. (laughs) Yeah. And so I can really help with whatever your friendship issue is. But a lot of women feel like, who am I supposed to talk to about this? Because if you talk to your man, sometimes he'll say something like, well, then just don't talk to her anymore. And you're like, okay. Okay, well, it's more complicated. Yeah, he don't like that. her anyway because you be telling yeah, her yeah, you're busy. Got her anyway. <laughs> yeah, guys, guys be like, man, y'all be tripping. Yeah, don't and they that. do. And you're, <laughs> but they do. And they do exactly. But we get that stereotype, so they don't get it. Your parents feel like they're a little too far removed from it, and sometimes you feel like if you talk to other friends about it, like, you know, am I gossiping or is this going to get back to her? So it's like you don't sometimes feel safe to talk to somebody about your friendship. Um, and so it's, it's interesting because a lot of women will bring to me things that are very 
private and feel like they don't have anybody else to talk to. And the last thing I'll say is, you know, a lot of people think if a girl's going to a friendship coach, she must be like socially awkward and she doesn't know how to talk to people. Mm -hmm. But what's crazy to me is most of the women I work with are um, at the top of their careers. They're funny. They're the coolest girl at the party. And they're coming to a friendship coach because maybe they have a lot of friends, but they don't feel connected to anybody. Or they, you know, make friends really easily, but they're in a new city and they want to do things differently this time. So a lot of times the woman I'm working with is charismatic and smart and cool, but she's very intentional about wanting better friendships. Do you find it easier to make friends with black women or white women or others? For me personally or women in personally, general? Personally, personally. <laughs> um, and you know, wait, wait, in general too. I want to hear what other people say because I have a theory of, about why it's hard sometimes for black women specifically to make friends. Yeah, okay. Oh, I'm anxious to hear that. Yes. You know, I will <laughs> say I um, a lot of people in like the friendship expert psychology space are white women. And so when I do have a lot of clients who come to me, they're women of color and they'll say like, it's just nice to talk to somebody who gets it. Cause I need to talk to you about my white friend who tried me and I don't think I can be friends with her anymore. Mm. Or when everything was happening with George Floyd and people were sharing their opinions, they were like, I can't do this anymore. Mm. Like I don't have time mm -hmm. anymore for white people. I have to explain stuff to, or she was my girl, but then she said something crazy. I can't look at her the same. And so even trying to figure out interracial friendships is something it's like, how do you talk to a white professional about something like that um for me personally you know my experience is i was raised in a predominantly white you know suburb then when i went to college i started to see some things and my eyes were open and and learn more about myself and you're learning things about microaggressions and i had even more black friends and i couldn't see my white friends the same once i got more black friends and so woke <laughs> Yeah, I know. I was trying to avoid that word because that word is everywhere, but pretty much when my eyes were opened, okay? And so it's interesting because at the end of the day, you should be able to bring all of yourself to your friendship. Race aside, I should be able to bring all myself. And I found too often, and I have, you know, some white friends, but we had to put a lot of work into it to be friends because I'm bringing my whole self and being a black woman is a part of my whole self. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to not right. have conversations because it makes you uncomfortable. Um, for a lot of black women, we're already on all day. I'm not going to be on with you. I'm not going to explain little things. I don't have the patience to to explain why you can't say that thing. There's no patience. And our friendships should feel like home. So if when I come to you and I'm trying to relax and you're supposed to be a refuge and I have to be on or explain things to you culturally, it feels exhausting. And so do I have white friends? Yes. Um, but, you know, a lot of I think black women gravitate toward black women because we automatically know that there's going to be some kind of shared experience. Mm -hmm. And it's nice to just be able to look across the room at somebody and not have to say anything and be like, did she just and they're like, mm -hmm. OK, and you mm -hmm. didn't even exchange mm -hmm. words. Mm -hmm. It's just like a whole other level. So, you know, <laughs> OK, hold that thought one second. Let's pay some bills. Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money. State Farm Insurance also cares about the growth of black communities. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help provide financial literacy, give early career advice, and grow black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth, which helps protect the future of our communities. We want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. It also requires active sponsorship of programs like the AXO, a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements along with funding programs like Project Ready, a national urban league program committed to educational achievement of black and brown youth that has awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to date. 
State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful VC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! <laughs> and outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply. So, what? but what's your thought on, on making friends and... and- black women and all that what what are your thoughts so look, i know you have one i was raised by a single black well i'll say my mom was she wasn't a single parent well a parent that's single basically not necessarily mm. a single parent because mm. my dad was around but i feel like um black women particularly um always feel like they have to warn their daughters about mm. other black women you know what I'm saying? Like, you kind of feel like you can't even trust. This is my experience. I don't know about y'all. You you feel like you can't even trust other black women. Like, till this day, my mama, she likes to say how she doesn't have any friends. And it's, it's I don't even trust women who don't have friends or have a track record of having successful friendships with other black women or with women, period. Like, I feel like there's a problem with you, right? Why you don't ever have friends or haven't had any friends. So that's that's my theory. Manosi, I come from a household where my grandmother didn't trust nobody. Black, <laughs> white, Mexican, Asian. She always had a theory for every race on why you should not trust them. <laughs> it's like, yeah, she going to tell your business. She was equal opportunity. Yeah, They're going to tell your business. Don't tell them everything. They're going to tell your business. They're going to try to get your man. It just all these negative things surrounding friendships. Um, mm. And I love women. Like, So it, it, she probably has had some traumatic experiences herself with friendships and that's why she views it that way mm. yeah know. that's this is so interesting i i about a week ago i saw this tiktok that went viral i think it has almost a million views and it's a girl saying um that she's realizing that if a girl can't be a good friend to her it's because she had a bad mom and i just thought oh this is interesting and has thousands of comments and so i you know I want to speak to that soon on my own podcast and things like that. But I was thinking, Ooh, the ways that our mothers shape our approach and attitude to friendship today, it's things they say, it's Mm -hmm. things they do. It's, did they have friends? If not, then I didn't have a, a healthy model of what, having a girlfriend supposed to even look like because my mom didn't have people over to the house so there's all these things that affect our approach now i'm not a psychologist so i'm going to stay in my lane i do think it's interesting that you know her her issues were with black women to me that just shows me that her experiences were 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 with black women so if i had three black women i called friends and they all betrayed me then i'm going to pull away some generalization Mm -hmm. about black women can't be trusted so i could see how it put you on high alert in your friendships of wait a second my mom told me this would happen so there's a phrase for it in psychology but 
I don't know if it's self-fulfilling I, I do prophecy, not but it's subscribe. Yeah, but to it's anything. almost like if I think that this thing is gonna happen, then mm-hmm. I suddenly see it everywhere, and then I'm like, see, I knew it. But like, well, yeah, because you were anticipating that a black woman's gonna screw you over, mm-hmm. even though you don't realize that a white woman can screw you over. And it almost, almost, I'm gonna draw a connection here. It's like these black women, uh, these black men you hear talking about why prefer a white woman because blah blah blah, and we're like, what? And uh, she doesn't have an attitude. Because you think an attitude is exclusive to a black woman. Right. It's kind of the same thing. So if we're like, well, these kind of women have these issues, that's not exclusive to her. That's just people, you know, or women who are like, I can't do female friends because they they'll talk about you. Yeah, that's not exclusive to women. A male friend will talk about you when you walk away, too. You know, and so we have to kind of figure out, wait a second, what complexes or stereotypes do I have that are actually getting in the way of me having the kind of friendships that I want? Mm. Yeah, I mean, still to to this day, she does. Like, if I want to talk to her about something that transpired between me and a friend, she'll be like, "Well, I told you," and I'm I I don't mm. subscribe to that because I really cherish my friendships. You know what I'm saying? Even with my homegirl, like I might hit her ass up next month, but I don't know, <laughs> right? But I still I still wouldn't. I I don't easily discard people, and I don't think of myself as someone that you can just easily discard either. You know, so I don't um, I don't subscribe to that. I think it's very healthy for women to have friends. And I feel like I make friends pretty easy. I steal friends, too. Like I'm friends with people <laughs> who the two people aren't friends anymore, but I'm still friends with both of them. You know what I'm saying? So even moving to new mm-hmm. cities, I've always been I meet women in the club and not picking them up. Just I have met like when I moved to St. Louis, I met one of my friends. Danielle. <laughs> I met Were one of my the notes. <laughs> <laughs> I met my first friend in the club and then I met her friends. You know, so now I'm still friends with her and I'm still friends with the other one and they aren't friends anymore. So it's just mm. I don't know. See, I all right, I feel like I have a, a ton of acquaintances. Mm-hmm. Right? I have a ton of acquaintances. Like a million of acquaintances, right? But I'm like I got so many green bubbles. <laughs> On my Insta story, right? All these green bubbles. But a lot of these women, like, I don't see them as my friend. You know, I see them as... People you're cool with. Acquaintance. Yeah, we cool, but I can't call you and share my truth. I can't... We can go party. We can go drink. (laughs) We can share memes and shit like that, but... Let's talk about... I'm I'm going to challenge you for a second, though, but... But what do you think that's about? Why do you why do you think they aren't more meaningful? I don't know. I don't know. Like I don't feel like um like even with them, I don't feel like when they're doing things that are more intimate, I'm included, you know? Mm. Interesting. Okay. So there's this um this concept is called like a frentimacy triangle and another friendship expert, her name is Shasta Nelson. She made this up. I want you to picture like a triangle, right? And her idea mm-hmm. is that if you want a deep friendship, it has to have three things. And so she has each of the things written on each side of the triangle at the bottom of the triangle is positivity. So she argues that if every time we get together, it's something negative, then we're probably not going to be close because all we do is complain, vent, whatever, every time we're together. Now, obviously, do we do that sometimes in friendships? Yes. But if I of our last 10 interactions nine of them were us just talking about just the horrible things then we're not going to be close because all we do is just have negative interactions so the first thing you need for for closeness is positivity the second thing is consistency 
So I know it's popular right now to say like, oh, I don't have to talk to my best friend for like 10 years and we just pick up where we left off. Okay, I'm sure for some people that's a thing. But if anything, you had to kind of earn that to get there, you know. But like, I know there's this new popular thing about low maintenance friends. I see that a lot like, oh, I'm a low maintenance friend. And I get that. But I don't know if I support that because I feel like it's you being afraid to ask for what you want. I don't know if anybody's comfortable with I only talk to you sometimes and I never know when I'm going to talk to you. And and so you have to have consistency, meaning I regularly see you or talk to you regularly somehow. I cannot possibly be close to you if I'm talking to you once every three months trying to get to know you. It just doesn't work like that. And then the third thing that you need to have deep connections is vulnerability and I know a lot of us when we hear that word we picture you know you're crying your eyes out or you're sharing some secret that happened to you when you were eight and that's like on the far end of vulnerability like a level 10 but vulnerability just means I can put myself in a position where this person will possibly reject me which feels scary and for those of us who want control we don't want to do that but that's literally what is required to feel close is I've been vulnerable with you a couple of times and vice versa. And so vulnerability can be as simple as let's say I find a new friend group and they go to brunch every weekend and they say, all right, Danielle, it's your turn to pick where we go to brunch next weekend. And I might find myself thinking like, oh, my God, I don't want to pick like a lame spot. I don't want to pick a spot that they think is stupid. That is vulnerability because there's a chance that they're going to reject my idea or think it was stupid and so that is vulnerability too it's just like a level two it's not a level 10 vulnerability where i'm self-disclosing really personal things but that is vulnerability too so the reason i ask why you feel like you may not be having as much depth as you want we have to pinpoint which of those things is missing would you say that in your interactions it lacks positivity would you say that you meet with the acquaintances in your life very irregularly so y'all can't find a rhythm to get close or would it be because you guys do surface level things and so it never gets deep and it's like the cycle one of those things or maybe more of those things is missing so what is it what is it so it's always positive energy over here right so I'm always a good time right but I probably don't show up a lot right so I do get invited to shit and I just stay in the house a lot right <laughs> so I don't show up a lot and then when I do show up, it's just we talking about it's TikToks and Instagram shit and uh, this is very surface level shit. It's never, I mean, I'll pick a restaurant. I don't give a fuck. If you don't like it, then don't eat it. <laughs> <laughs> that don't, I don't feel like, you know, that's vulnerable for me, but um, yeah, maybe I don't allow it to be more than surface mm-hmm. a lot of times. Because a lot of us will say, like, I can't be close to them. And it's like, but do you feel comfortable trying? Have you tested their capacity to accept your vulnerability? And so it's almost like which came first, the chicken or the egg kind of thing. Because a lot of us are waiting for them to demonstrate emotional safety, that I'd be safe here. But then we have to give them a chance to show it. So I have to give you something to see if you are, you know, open-minded and things like that. For me to see like, oh, okay, we can do that here. So we have to test it though. So, how, I mean, how do you, are you open to that? See, that's another thing. I don't know if I'm even, because sometimes I'd be like, these bitches is cool, but I don't even know if I fuck with y'all like that. So, you know, I'll be, that I'll be res- more reserved, like, ah, and then I'll be saying stuff like, they're much younger than me. I don't know if we have a lot in common in that way. But aren't you looking for Maybe women I- who don't have kids or a husband and all that stuff? Yeah, so they always much younger than me, you know. So I, I, I feel like I might be more mature. Girl, sometimes. we childish as hell. What you talk about? Yeah, but I mean, just like 
<laughs> you're right. You're right. I am childish as fuck. <laughs> But you are not, I mean, the situation you're describing is actually super common about being women in their thirties, not married with kids is actually super common right now. You know, research is showing that more women are living alone than ever before. So, because we have the means to do it, we don't depend on a guy to, to house us. And so a lot of us are living alone. A lot of women are putting kids off until later. Like they're choosing to not have kids yet. They're putting off marriage. And so there's actually more and more women in the pool that you're describing. So I know that it is more common to find a woman in her thirties and she's married with kids but there are a lot more women than there used to be who are in their 30s and do not have kids and are not married so they're out there they're out there oh yeah congratulations on a new baby oh thank you yes i don't Congrats. know <laughs> i don't know how people have more than one kid it is crazy over here even before i got on this call i looked at my husband and i was like keep that baby quiet i'm on an interview so it's it's crazy over here but um but it's a blessing yes hmm. how old is your baby uh, my son is three, and then my daughter is five weeks. Oh, wow. You just mm-hmm. had a baby. Fresh. You ain't fresh. even healed yet. <laughs> yeah. Girl. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, yeah. I can walk now. So, uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's going good. <laughs> well, God bless you, girl. <laughs> I'm debating about getting another dog. <laughs> That's what I think. I'm about to get another dog. And I'm going to have to throw that plant out and get another plant. The plant is... I don't know what I did wrong. I was watering it. Like, what the fuck? I was, I'm talking to it. Like, I don't know. Water. I can't you even feed it. I feed it. Like you the, probably the fed it said, too give much. It, it said, give it three cubes of ice once a week. That's what I did. And now the motherfucker is just... <laughs> Looking real what sad. What the hell? What kind of plant is that that takes ice? It was a money tree. I got it out of Whole Foods. See, you, you, you're doing the wrong oh. shit. That's why. <laughs> a money tree? Yeah, man. <laughs> See, now this so is I'm where you me. say to women listening, if you have plant tips, you need to slide in my DMs and help me out because I'm struggling. And then they're like, oh my God, I have tips. And then you kind of filter through there, you know? Yeah, if y'all tell me a plant that I can't kill. <laughs> What's the plants in my house? Low maintenance friends and low maintenance plants. Exactly. I don't need low maintenance friends because I feel like I'm more of a medium maintenance friend. I wouldn't say high, but. You know the posts that I hate? Those posts that say, uh, nobody checked on me. Y'all are weirdos. That's probably what people mean by having low maintenance friends. Like, at what point do you not think that everybody, including you and your friends, is just going through shit, right? So if somebody doesn't hit you up, like, did you hit them up? Mm. See, I would be mad about that because I feel like I'm supportive. Like, once I value your friendship, I'm going to be supportive. I'm going to hit you up. I'm going to, like, are you good? If I know you're going through something, I'm going to offer whatever way I can help. But then I need that in return sometimes. Yeah. Like, I need to know that, you know, when I'm going through it, I hear from you too, you know? And I think some... Because even in the midst of you going through some shit, I might be going through some shit, but I'm still here for you, you know? I guess, so that's one of my New Year's... I hate saying New Year's resolutions, but that's one of the things I want to work on is uh, affirming people, one thing, because people always affirm, send me affirmations and stuff like that. I don't always do it because I'm not that thoughtful. You know, I want to be more thoughtful. Like Tammy is thoughtful. Like this I be bitch, buying this big yes. books and stuff. Yes, I love her. Like, like she going, she going to do those <laughs> things, and I just don't. <laughs> and not because I don't value our friendship or that I don't value her. I just, I don't know. Am I selfish? 
Mm-hmm. Possibly. <laughs> I, I just don't be thinking about bitches. Like, I'm but sorry. You, but but you also are very selfless, too. So I've seen you do, like, some hugely selfless shit. Like, shit, I would never do. <laughs> like, this woman took a homeless lady into her house and let her live there a year. A whole woman she never don't know. It ain't her cousin, auntie, sister. This is a complete stranger that she would see leaving the gym and she started talking to this woman and then took her in her house and let her live there rent free for an entire see, year. I'm going to wow. no fucking- show up for big things. You know what I'm saying? Like little things because I don't fret about little things. So if my friend never buys me anything, I'm not going to feel it. But I'm going to show up when you have something. I'm going to be the last person to leave. I'm going to help you clean up. Like that's that's how I, I uh, friendship. That's, that's so, how this I show is up so for my friends. good because everybody's heard of like the whole love language concept and like give love how you receive love and all that. But this is so good. So even hearing y'all's differences right now, like, oh, I'm the type, you know, lo- I like a little thoughtful things. I want to send them your way. And for you to say like, yeah, I don't really operate like that, but I show up when it counts in a really big way. We all do friendship differently. And I think the biggest thing is I have a lot of women who, you know, when they're talking about why they're unsatisfied with the friend, it's like, oh, she didn't show up for me. She doesn't show up for me. And the first question I always ask is what is showing up for you look like and forcing you to mm-hmm. Define it. And then I ask, does she know that? Because we're penalizing each other for not showing up, but she has no idea that that's what you need. Like, oh, I didn't know that you like me to send you lots of little thoughtful things. I thought it mattered that I stayed to help you clean up after the party, you know? And so I didn't know that, (laughs) you know, that that's meaningful to you. And so that if you don't get it, you're making assessments about our friendship. I didn't know that that's even what you need. Um, And so I, this is a perfect example of how we all do friendship differently. But I think the most important next step is what are you doing with that information? A lot of us will be like, no, that's just what I need. I need friends who can do it this way. How important is it to you to receive it that way. And if it is, did you tell her that? But we can't keep penalizing each other for things that they don't have access to that information. So I didn't even know you were upset about it. I didn't know you need that. You never told me, you know? And so So basically the same way we treat men in relationships, we kind of do it to our friends. So you expect him to read your mind, same way men do. They expect us to read their minds too. But if you don't tell a person like, this is how I want to be treated, Mm -hmm. they don't know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or we're scared that that makes us look like demanding or bitchy or needy. So we don't say it. But again, it goes back to this secret belief that friendship should be easy. Um, There's a a research study that it asked a bunch of women, do you believe that making friends and and friendships should be easy? Or do you believe that it should require work? And they followed those women for five years. And the women who said, I believe that friendship should be easy were reporting greater feelings of loneliness than the women who said, well, I anticipate friendship will kind of be a lot of work. And so it's our expectations. If you're going around cutting people off because, you know, she did this, she did that, or I shouldn't have to have a whole conversation. She should know. I shouldn't have to all that. You're going to find yourself starting from scratch over and over with new people. You know, I kind of stay away from women who always have like, so my friends that I have lost are people who tend to always have different friends. Like I have lifelong friends and relationships. Like people, when I meet somebody, I'm usually their friend forever, right? But the friends that I have lost are people who you always see them with different groups of people. Mm. Like they just always have a new bestie. Mm -hmm. I'm not that way. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's what I was trying to say. So they're friend whores? (laughs) Yes. And they don't, like, girl, you just add water and made an instant friend. Get out of here. That is not your fucking friend. Like, I'm your friend. That is not your friend. Like, How you going to say who is who somebody's friend? 
You don't get to tell somebody who they friend ain't. That's your friend because we beefing right now. Now she your friend this week. She ain't gonna be your friend next week. And you can't tell her your baby daddy business. Like you that's not your friend. Get out of here. That's but that's how you say. build you start friendships. Like you gotta it's gotta start somewhere, right? I that's but if they all, always like that, need that, that, that just add water friends is good. I'm stealing that. Um <laughs> Yeah, it's hard because, well, that's kind of the tricky thing about friendship is we're all defining it differently, right? Like, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's my friend. But some people don't use that word loosely. And they're just like, yeah, I know her or we're cool. Other people are like, oh, yeah, that's my friend. That's my friend. And they met a week ago. And so we, I mean, there's no rules. We're all out here using the same language, but we have different ideas of what we're talking about. And so, you know, I'm the type that, you know, I do kind of try to be mindful of how I use it or I'll say like, oh, yeah, yeah, we're cool. Or yeah, I know she is, but I don't bring myself to say like, yeah, we're friends because that means something different. Um, and so, yeah, it's interesting that some women are just like, oh, if I really like her and and we like hanging out, that's my friend. But others are like, no, I require a little bit more. Um, and so mm-hmm. I can see how you see that. And then a lot of women, we need to be careful of what we call fast friendships, where you just are so caught up in chemistry that you're like, okay, now you're my friend. And if you want to use that language for her, that's fine. Um, but we have to be cautious of when we get really, really close, really, really fast. Um, because it's just like with a romantic relationship, it fizzles over. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, that's why I say acquaintance. Mm-hmm. She's an acquaintance of mine. That's what I'll say. I don't call <laughs> nobody. Like it take a lot for me to be like, oh yeah, that's my friend. Mm-hmm. No, bitch, I don't know you like that. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. But what but I was gonna, gonna go to say brunch? is, so I I do hair and I treat all my clients like friends and family. Right, I treat them real. I treat them like that. I want. I try to build that rapport because when you sit in a chair, you share things mm-hmm. like. I don't know if it's something about the energy transfer, but women open up to me in a way You're that a they wouldn't at a bank, right? If I they were coming to get their money from the bank, they're not telling the bank teller all that shit, right? So I treat them like friends and family. And some of them do become friends and family, right? But then sometimes I feel like they try to take advantage of that treatment and they want special treatment. Like they think they can show up an hour late to their appointment or I'm supposed to work after I'm off because they track slipped out and they need me to stay, you know, like, and I end up falling out. Once I set a boundary, once I set a boundary with a bitch is fuck you. And then I'd be like really mad. Like I'll fight you when I see you just because of how good I treated you. (laughs) I've always treated you so good. And the one time I set a boundary and say, no, now it's fuck me. So I have a lot, I have that going on. I don't know how to have healthy boundaries within that. That's tricky. They don't know how to have yeah, healthy boundaries. It sounds boundaries. like they don't. It sounds like you have very uh, reasonable boundaries. Like you can't be asking me to stay after hours. Like that's very reasonable. I'm wondering if one reason for that is if the relationship started with you being of service, like doing their hair, then, mm. then it's kind of transactional. Now, of course, obviously that can turn into real friendships, but if the way that we started being friends or knowing each other is you're doing a service for me and then we become cool, then they might be kind of testing it because they, it's not out of like genuine friendship. It's out of like, oh, I'm cool with you know, my hairstylist. And so sometimes it's kind of tricky. That's why it's tricky making friends at work because at the heart of it, you have to wonder, wait, is this like a transactional thing? Like we're using each other to climb the ladder or are we like actual friends, which requires me to honor your boundaries and we compromise for each other and it's totally different. But yeah, that's very telling if you have women who are, you know, who they hear you say what you need or what you won't do and try to push anyway. I mean, that's just, 
Yeah, that's, yeah, that's I, I have that. I have lost like two people that I consider that I considered my real friend, not an acquaintance. Mm. Like I consider my friend that like I don't want to be her friend no more because she wouldn't do my hair at five thirty. Like what the fuck? <laughs> you was never my friend to begin with, bitch. I right. slap you when I see you. Like I'm joking. <laughs> I don't. I, I don't believe in violence, y'all. <laughs> and you be the main one that's saying that says. uh we talk back does not condone violence. We, Girl, I don't. Bye. I don't really mean that. I don't. I'm. A, I'm a grown up. I'm not gonna hit you, right? But my feelings be hurt, so I be wanting to slap the shit out, bitch. I ain't gonna lie, but just because my feelings hurt, that's just how it comes out. Yeah, yeah. Right. You know, that's disappointing because they obviously should be able to say like, oh, of course, I don't expect you to work longer than normal. I don't expect, you know. So yeah, that is people who I I would wonder what the rest of their friendships look like. Let me say it like that. If they don't see the problem with pushing you past what you said you don't want to do, then it would just make me wonder if they just respect like just in general. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So look. So this is another thing we can add to our New Year's resolutions for 2022. We are making more meaningful friendships in 2022 i like i want to be surrounded by millionaires that way i'll never be broke again like i know i could borrow money from my friends <laughs> like, they could borrow money from me like those are real life goals i um i don't care what how much money people got i just want genuine people who i can love and they can love me back with my flaws because i come with flaws right and they don't discard of me because of them, you know, like they're willing to work through any difference with me. And likewise, you know, I, I don't expect people to come perfect. And if they was perfect, they probably wouldn't want to be my imperfect friend. Right. <laughs> like, uh, why am I friends with this bitch? It's <laughs> not as perfect as me. <laughs> I love that you say that so, because that's true. Right. Is, is I hear a lot of women like, oh, well, she's to this or she did this and they don't have much tolerance um, for shortcomings of friends like we'll say it but then when it happens we're like eh, i don't know i'm not feeling it or whatever and i think we forget that well a lot of the friends you currently have they're making accommodations for you and i mean i think one reality we don't acknowledge is like you know that friend who irritates you or has that thing she has that for you too like she loves you but she thinks some of the things you do are really obnoxious too and so if we're walking around kind of in the critics seat and we can pinpoint everybody else's shortcoming. I think a reality check is yeah. And the people in your life are doing that for you too. I think maybe that humbles us and makes us see the importance of, you know, not looking for the perfect friend who totally gets us and never disappoints us. That's just not um, realistic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I remember one year, my best friend tore my house up. She like knocked shit off the, counter she was so mad at me but I was like I, I was like picking 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 mm. picking and I didn't realize I was doing it because we were drunk <laughs> and I realized it when all my shit was broke on the floor I was like oh I I, I went too far didn't I so what you call her fat or something because that, that I'll fuck your house up you call me fat now <laughs> I did not call her fat she has a perfect figure that would be the only thing that make that would make me mess somebody house up I swear I'm talking about me I was just barking orders at everybody I think that's how I was I was you know I got a very aggressive personality and instead of saying can you do this please mm. or I just like we need I to need go you. and we do this and yeah I was just very being very Tammy <laughs> and she had had enough that day and she showed me and I she used her forearm <laughs> she took her forearm and cleared my whole fucking island off are you still friends 
best friend. See, Look that's still that. my best Look friend in the world. They be abusing each other. That's no, no, I, that is the one time in our entire friendship. The one I wrote the note in the twelfth grade. Oh, who thought see? I was a lesbian? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, her. So, yeah, I we end up, she called me that same night. It didn't even go on that long. Like, we didn't even fight that long. And, you know, we made up. And she's like, I'm. she sent me a cash app because this wasn't that long ago. That's how you know it was cash app. <laughs> she sent me a cash app for all the stuff that she broke. And I apologize for being Tammy. That's sweet. And we See, made up. That's the goal. That's the goal. Yeah, don't come. Nobody. I ain't saying bitches come in my house and break my shit to figure out a fight. Let's talk. Because <laughs> it won't go the same way for you that it went for her. Oh, like, you know. This is the last thing I want to talk about. I don't like friends that tell their significant other my business. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, that's a problem I feel like I have with some people. Because I've had a friend who I would be on the phone with her and somehow you got me on speakerphone. And now your man is chiming in on what the hell we talking about. So how does he even know what we talking about? Yeah. I just anticipate that. Why though? I guess you need to ask if you you need to ask the friend first. If you meet a woman's like, hey, are you a chatty patty? Like, <laughs> do you feel like you have to tell your man everything? Because because I don't like that. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Almost feels like one of those like girl code things. Like we shouldn't have to say this, but it goes to how you you do have to say things because we're operating under two different realities of what's okay for a lot of women they feel like when they tell you oh obviously i'm not going to tell anybody a lot of them believe that the spouse doesn't count because they believe in their relationship of course you tell your spouse i'll say don't repeat this yeah yeah i'll say that and then she'll she'll be like one of my friends she'll be like girl i ain't gonna tell nobody but then now he's commenting in the middle of our Mm -hmm. conversation what the hell Mm -hmm. (laughs) so maybe that's where we have to be like don't tell anybody and i'm talking even your man don't tell travis either you know sometimes we have to say specifically (laughs) Mm -hmm. that way at least later we can say i told you specifically but now he won't let you come out to play because he's calling me a hoe because you don't tell him my damn business and that's why you don't (laughs) that's why you don't Yeah, <laughs> Travis know everything though. That's a lot of the times, you know, just have to be prepared for Travis to know. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel. Like if I don't, if it's something that I feel like Travis don't need to know, I'm not going to tell her either. Mm-hmm. Right. That's how you, I just feel like I have to operate because Travis going to be like, man, Tammy be on that bullshit, ain't it, baby? They be laying in the bed <laughs> and Travis know all my business. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Your life's like a TV show for them. But I've also been that friend, though. I also have sat with my nigga and was like, let me tell you what Ashley just did. <laughs> she is crazy. Yes. I Listen, love her. I'm not, not going to tell anything that's too incriminating. No, I won't like, tell anything that's like, like, wow, wow. But I have, I, I can't even sit here and lie and say I haven't done it, you know, that I haven't shared with my man I have when I had a man. I, I ain't got no man now, so you ain't got nothing to worry about, but... <laughs> This I've done nice. it. Nice. This is really fun. I like women, man. You know, in the friendship manner. Anyway. I like them in both. <laughs> if a friend is sometimes more it's only drunk though. Only drunk. Once we're sober the next day, I ain't even gonna try you like that. And don't try me either. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, you're gonna have to make that clear. You're gonna have to make that clear. Um, yeah, no, it, it, this is good. And you know what? Um when you know a lot of us are familiar with like the fight or flight concept like when you get stressed are you going to fight or flight when they did that research study again they did it with women and they found that women have 
an extra set of responses that we do when we're stressed and it's called tend or befriend. So when we get stressed, sometimes we'll literally go to other women to talk and de-stress. And the research study found that when women get together and they're stressed and we talk and we mingle and we try to help each other through, it produces oxytocin, which literally decreases our stress. And so, I mean, there's biology to this, you know what I'm saying? So that's why when you have a really good talk with your friend or something like this, where we just chatted and you're like, man, I'm among other women that felt really good. There Mm -hmm. really is something to that. And so I always joke, you know, when your man's like, oh, what are you going to go and tell all your friends? It's like, yeah, that's exactly what I'm going to do because it it really works. Danielle, let our listeners know where they can find you at all the details. Yeah. So, um, I'm on Instagram, of course, it's my full name, um, or on Instagram at friend forward. And I also have a weekly podcast also called friend forward. And that's all we talk about. And then everything else is at betterfemalefriendships.com. And the whole thing is just dedicated to, to helping you create and maintain better friendships with other women. Totally platonic. Tammy, no, nothing else. So, nothing so you, else. Okay. All right. It's not a date. It's not a website. <laughs> so, y'all can't pick up no bitches at Friends for it. Right? <laughs> Chill. <laughs> All right. Uh, no, no. We got to do it. We got to do a dumb bitch story. Dumb bitch story. You're so dumb. Because we've all been a dumb bitch at least once or twice. <laughs> know if you uh listen to our show but we have this segment called dumb bitch story and it's not that you're a dumb bitch or anything it's just you had a dumb bitch moment right so we've all this had a had a time where we got played by somebody or we got cheated on or something like that but you could do it like a a friendship one you don't it doesn't have to be with the man oh um (laughs) um you know first i'll say this is sometimes people ask me like why I'm I'm in this space and things like that and I say it's because I used to be a really bad friend I think that's why I'm so good at operating now as a coach because I lived experience so with that being said um because I'm not going to say too much you guys put it all out there I'm not there okay but I will say (laughs) that I've I've had a friendship before where um (laughs) where I you know you know, sometimes you break girl code, whatever that means. Or, you know, we have, we, we have rules about don't date this guy or be with this guy if, if he was that whole thing. And I definitely did not honor that. And I knew at the time that it probably would stir stuff up. And this was like years ago. But, you know, you, you start to justify in your head. And I feel like um, that was one of those things where you put a guy before your friend in the moment. And when things materialize and the consequences come out, you realize it was not even worth it. But you just were not mm-hmm. thinking you know, clearly or, you know, and so I've had some, uh, you know, I've had that moment before and it kind of strained a friendship that I really honestly wish I still had today. Um, but this was years ago. That was, you know, Danielle 1.0. I'm Danielle 3.0, you know, so hey. I'd like to think I learned, but maybe that would be my moment is, is putting guys over friends and then not being prepared for the consequence of losing the friend. And I can admit that, that, that was totally on me. That's a friendship that ended and that was my fault. So you fuck one of your friends' no, boyfriends? that is not what I said. <laughs> <laughs> Look, that's what I heard. <laughs> Wait, I'm confused. That's what I heard. <laughs> so just putting guys before friends. I'll just say it like that okay. now. Come on now. Okay. <laughs> so what I'm hearing is... <laughs> right. Let me clutch my pearls. Let me clutch my pearls, Okay. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. This was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed this episode and I think I got some tools. 
Because right, the friend that I was talking about where I said that I told her she was sometime me, I'm going to revisit that friend next week and try to, like, mend fences Look because I do miss her, you know? Look at that. I'm not trying to... So thank you for that. And I'm a, I'm not going to be like, bitch, what's the problem? I'm going to be like, I just want to start with letting you know that I value our friendship and I'm coming <laughs> from a place of love when I have this conversation with you. Look at... Growth. Look at that. Growth. Ooh. <laughs> like low finesse. Yeah. Salt Growth. Bait. That's good. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, no, this is good. I appreciate you all having this conversation. I feel like we don't talk about this enough. And so I appreciate you being intentional about having this conversation. And I'm sure there are people listening, women listening, who needed some of the things y'all shared honestly and openly about. And so I'm glad that more of us are starting to have this kind of dialogue. Yes. Likewise. Likewise. Danielle Jackson, y'all. Listen, so if you guys enjoy this episode, please tune in every Thursday on the iHeartRadio app or wherever the fuck you get your podcast at. This is your, <laughs> why you make me laugh. This is your girl, AJ Holiday 2.0 on Instagram. Hey. And it's official Tam Bam, y'all on Instagram. Y'all follow me. And listen, I love y'all and I'll be y'all friend. If y'all need some friends, hit us up. Talk to us. Send us some dumb bitch stories because we're always friendly when we respond to those. If you're white, folks, <laughs> we need some questions for Ask a Black Friend. We're your black friend. We already your fucking friend. So send us a message. Send us a question. We love y'all. Y'all have a good one. Thanks. Bye. Deuces. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit RightRug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.